Challenge your potential and the sky's the limit. Join me, Emily Ibbert, in a diary to empower. From a starting point of a love for dance, my life has evolved, but along the way, I've learned so much in how we develop, learn and grow from those around us to elevate us even further on. Be inspired and be open to learn and no limit will ever exist. Come along with me on my own journey and personal development, but with guests who have empowered me and are still doing so in my own journey. Hello and welcome back to the next episode. So I have the wonderful Chris with me here today. Um, And we're just going to be talking about like having a coach, like why having a coach is awesome, like your experiences as well of like different styles of training, where you're at now. Um, And it's just knowing, like, I think people forget why actually having a coach is really helpful. Um, We're both coaches ourselves, obviously. Um, Well, everyone knows I am, but Chris... um, (laughs) Just about, I'll get away with it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, obviously, well, we met Jay, it was uh, lockdown. Cool. <laughs> <Way> <laughs> a long back time when. ago now, yeah. Um, and w- like, I think everyone like locally as well, you kind of know like who's in different gyms. Like, and it's also nice to connect with other people who have different training techniques and styles because you've done a fair few. Well, yeah, just about. <laughs> I've been allowed to go around the block a couple of times, but that's all right. Yeah, so no, yeah, I started um, I started all back in lockdown really before that as well, but I was kind of winging it, you know, just like as the general Have you always group. done training? Always done sort of, some sort of training. So I started out in football coaching. Um, okay. So I was, oh, gosh, this is going back six, seven years now. Um, and I actually coached out in the States for about two years, lived out there, did about 25 different states. So I'd like to say I'm well-cultured, to be honest with you. Um, I am not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the uh, yeah in the American department so um yeah so did I went out there then came back uh tore my cruise ship uh in my knee which is then building on the rehab of that um and then suddenly realized I can't play football no more no. I'm not I play it in the first place that's <laughs> why I became a coach um so yeah so yeah so went into uh PT and um and I'll tell you what I winged it for about two years, three years, um, in terms of knowing what to do. You don't really get your groove though for no. a little bit either as well, I think as well. Once you've done your PT course, which can be sort of pretty plain and simple as they are, they're um, all very similar, sometimes shocking. When it's the, everyone asks me for the opinion on the PT course. Every single time I say, get the cheapest one you can, Just, do it as yeah. quick as you can because they are all the same. Yeah. And it's really hard to then kind of know where you want to navigate that for your clients, for yourself, like who you want sort of to sort of niche towards, like what your audience would be as well and where you want to go. Because you don't really know on your own journey as well, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. Journeys that with it. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So then from there, what did you kind of start to get into? Yeah. So from there, obviously, then went into lockdown. Um, So I didn't really have much available at home. So I don't have a home gym or anything like that. The only accessible thing I had was a mop pole. All right. And uh, basically, I didn't know really what to do with this mop pole, because what can you do with about a two pound lightweight mop pole? So um, (laughs) everyone's just selling weights. Yeah. I'm just watching else. everyone else grow, you know, and I'm there with a mop pole, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. So I had a little bit of a scroll on Instagram. And that's when I came across Sonny Webster uh, with the Olympic lifting 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 um so obviously there's not much i can do at home with a mop pole so i said to him i was like look mate i haven't got any weights or anything like that um and then i just basically got myself into olympic lifting just using a mop pole was that just from following him that was just that was following pt because you kind of follow a few fitness accounts yeah yeah so i I followed it for a little bit but then i just basically got in contact with him to say look 
I want to try and achieve a little bit more in Olympic lifting. Um, so how do I go about doing this? I've never done it before. Um, so basically, I popped on to his mobility guide for about, what was it, 30, 60 days, just constantly going through the mobility flow, flexibility training, that kind of stuff, because that's all I had available. You've got so much time as well wow. to do it. Too much time. Um, so yeah, so went into doing that um, and then eventually went on to learning the basic movements of uh, Olympic weightlifting. So snatching, uh, clean and jerking, all those, you know, all those movements that that you can't do with a barbell you have to do with a mop pole it's quite interesting when you go into the technical and also base. it's probably a bit well easier to work from that as well but especially when you don't you've never tried like i remember when you said to me about olympic lifting and i was like i've done a front squat yeah yeah oh yeah exactly <laughs> That's yeah. About as far as it goes yeah. and it's like it's really hard as soon as you bring in the barbell into it yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's quite com it's so complex well i think people forget the barbell weighs 20 kg by itself yeah so when you're actually lifting that up and you're putting that over your head and then you realize your shoulders aren't that good at flexibility trading they then snap and go backwards so, <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah it's good to start stay intact yeah. yeah 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 definitely yeah 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 so yeah, so basically went from there, um, did that for quite a while, managed to get uh, the numbers on there for 92, 92 and a half clean and jerk. So it wasn't That's too bad. Crazy. How would you describe, obviously not everyone is watching, yeah. but a lot of people are listening. Um, how would you describe a clean and jerk? To someone oh, who's okay. probably hearing that might not know. Yeah, so basically a clean and jerk uh, is basically like a deadlift movement going from the floor. Uh, you then lift it up and then go onto your shoulders and then you flip it up and then put it onto your top of your head so by extending your arms out. Um, so you're having that barbell directly above the head. Uh, so if you do drop it, then, you know, that's the fear of, you know, dropping that barbell on your top of your head that you could, you know... Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, I guess you kind of, I bet there's so much adrenaline with that as well. Like oh, yeah. I mean, the, the one thing that I would say with adrenaline with one movement particularly is the snatch. Uh, yeah. And to, to describe that one, it's a wider it's grip. It's like just in one movement. Your well. One movement. And basically you go from the floor um, using a hook grip. So that's basically where you put your thumb underneath the barbell like this. So for the viewers watching, it's like this. So your thumb underneath. <laughs> and then you lift it above the head, make sure your wrist then go backwards and your arms are straight. That barbell then in the bottom part of a squat, whilst that barbell is overhead, I couldn't get above 60 kg because that was as hard as it was for me. Was I couldn't so go any difficult. faster than that. I couldn't even imagine. So uh, then you got to stand up with it then. No, that's no, it. That's stand it. There. Just then, down. Well, no, you down, go down. all the way down to the bottom half and then you've then got to then stand, stand up. up. That's the yeah, which is then the harder part. Whilst you're in that bottom half, you're like, okay, this isn't too bad, and then you've got to go stand up again. So that's a bit harder. <laughs> I would just, it would just fly. Oh, uh, the amount of time, honestly, I've got videos going back, and you watch me doing a snatch just with a barbell, and it's hilarious. But I think to try it and like almost like have those little failures or those little like blips of just trying to practice it, like that's mm. all part of it, and then it makes it when you get that movement so much better and you can enjoy it and it's again that like gratification from that oh yeah 100 like, like the more the more times you fail i this is i say this in all aspects of you know life yeah, and yeah, training. Yeah. even in tra like any you, type of training yeah, the more time you like, the more time you try well, no my times you train <laughs> i can't remember where's that <laughs> the amount of times that you fail you will learn from that no matter yeah. how how bad or you know how easy it was to fail it but and it doesn't as long matter as you yeah like, it doesn't matter how many times i you fail. my biggest thing with my team is they're so scared of failing a presser I'm like, just go for a little nap. It's fine. Just oh, stay on the floor. You know, like, you know it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. you're only going to get stronger from it. And it's only going to want to make you press up, like, you know, like push into that yeah, yeah, even yeah. more. Yeah. Like failing is not like, no, it's not no. a bad thing. It's no. like the 
I think it's a good. It's thing. a good thing it's to fail. Thing. Like I mean, I the squat. Let's take the squat for a movement, right? Barbell back squat. I didn't fail a barbell back squat until about maybe three years ago of my training, and um, because I didn't know really, I always worked at a safe weight. You know, yeah. people relative to this. Obviously, because- like yeah, there's there's such a line as well. Like you know, some people push for like want to try for their one rep maxes yeah. other people don't like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna fail right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. squats as well yeah so then i didn't obviously fail that until three years ago and then i went for it and then i failed with it and i was like god i'm so humbled <laughs> yeah yeah you like, tried for it yeah, I'm, I? I was just like, oh my god i've never failed a squat before that felt hor- horrific <laughs> i, I kind of got a good dr- like an adrenaline rush out of that i was like this is sick like, I've never failed, yeah, but it's, it's happened good. yeah so it's but happened then i also think like even like something as simple like if you're in leg press or or even like a hack squat or pendulum whatever you've got a jd yeah okay like we're just we'll just sit at the bottom of it or you know like there's those safety catches for a reason like you're not going to go anywhere it's not going to entirely crush you obviously different types of equipment have different points of safety but you know it's okay like if you get to the bottom of a hack squat and you can't get back up okay like just take it out it is is what it is you failed it but at least you know now what your limits are and then you can push on that and work on that yeah and scale it back a bit you know yeah and work up to it as well yeah 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 yeah. no definitely so ollie lifting yeah how long did you do that for was about about two years i did that before so i used to nail it a lot and then eventually i just kind of like disappeared not disappeared so much but like kind of veered away from it and then got into a little bit of not i'm not a professional bodybuilder i don't beat up the plane but basically went into then a little bit body bodybuilding style training um and then this is where i now came across my most recent coach which has been big alley uh this is then going back into october the last only last year yeah. so if you look at like the scale of where i've uh, come from i've not really had too many coaches i've only really had two and they're yeah. very did different did you work really you didn't work super super close with Sonny, but you did get you. Yeah, we how... worked. I mean, we worked over Zoom because obviously he lives in Australia, so I never yeah. really saw him. So it was. It's it... not like you could just pop there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me just catch a flight to Australia. I'll be there in a second, mate. No problem. But yeah, so we worked through Zoom uh, for a long time, um, and then obviously then that then went away. We then went into I then went into bodybuilding a little bit more. So that's when I contacted Big Ali last. I think it was October, um, because then he's a little bit more local. So he's only up in Enfield. Yeah. Um, so how what made you think, oh, I'll get into this? Obviously, you changed gyms. Yeah. From where you work. Did that kind of initiate that a little um, bit? Not so much. I mean, at where I was at the start when I was starting Olympic lifting, that had the platforms, it had everything. Yeah. Like that. Um, but it wasn't very um, client contract. Con- oh, no, people didn't want to go for that. Oops, yeah. Sorry, hit the mic. Um, so, yeah, so clients didn't really want to go gauge into it. I mean, you probably get a small percentage, about 2% people. Yeah, some people very find niche. Inter- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I thought, okay, well, how can I then attract more clientele through the way that I train? Because uh, yeah. I know that people watch me in the gym and that's, you know, that's just, just how people watch. That's oh, yeah, yeah. People watching. Um, so then obviously that's why I switched training. And especially when you work there, like people are aware that you work yeah. there. Like, and people, and you get chatting, like you get chatting to members. How's your training? What are you up to? Mm. What are you training? Like, how are things going? What are your goals? What are you currently working towards? Like all of those conversations happen. So yeah. it's always really nice to sort of people follow it along don't they yeah no definitely so yeah obviously went into the um bodybuilding style of play 
um, started that. My back, neck you know. of the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll know more than right. you know more than I do about bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only learned the other day. You got front with the top set and back offset. So you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so went into that, um, and then from since then, I've, you know what? I just the way that the gym is made, and you know, obviously JD Gym Farnborough is where I obviously I'm based at the moment. Um, where well, the equipment that we've got in there with my training style now, it just suits, and I've I've sticked and adhered to it so much more. I think it's because I enjoy it. Um, yeah. and having a coach there is, is something I should have done when I started, yeah. but I was one of those, I was stingy with money. I didn't want to pay out for it, but then you see, then you soon realize like the, the, it the gifts reward. Yeah. Yeah. The give that you get back from it and you learn so much more from someone who's already done it all. I mean, Ali's only, um, don't quote me. I don't know how old he is, but I think he's <laughs> only a couple of years older than I am. I mean, I'm now 28 this year, but so maybe that 30, I'm sorry, Ali, if you're listening, um, <laughs> But yes, yeah, so obviously he's going into the same kind of age range as me. So, but even those two years like make a whole lot of difference yeah, in terms of experience. And everyone has different experiences depending on what they've done as well. Like, has he competed or anything like that before? No, has so, he done like shoots? Yeah. Or so he he became he's come from a similar background to me, which is why I, he attracted me because we yeah. have the same kind of like background. So he used to play football. And that's something like you know. yeah, and it's something to highlight because when you're sort of looking for a coach or like it sometimes sometimes it takes a while for you to find like your person that you really click with but mm. they're there to like you want them to be kind of similar like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. a relationship in well, a way. Like, you know what I mean us. you want you want to work with them like you want to be able to click with them like I know some of my clients like we're like a house and fire like we'll just chat away and, mm. and but also be so engaged with what we're doing and people are more likely to listen to you as well oh yeah 100% and vice so, versa. oh yeah so the, I, I always tell my clients I'm basically when we have this consultation so like like we are now like this I will be making judgments on them and whether I want to take them or not. It's exactly yeah, the same give and take like, back. Yeah, yeah. It's like an interview, isn't it? It's, it's as much like dating, for them. Yeah. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> but, you know, you've got a, it's, it, you know, sometimes some partnerships just aren't like, it might not work in terms oh, of yeah. like, okay, my style of coaching isn't going to suit you or, mm. you know, working with flexibility or being, you know, we're working for these goals. So we've got to adhere to this. Yeah, and yeah. It's just very different. And obviously every coach is so different. That's 100%. why it's like, you know. Yeah. As long as you make something, I think, relatable for a client, um, then they kind of understand it. And if you've got the same personality as, as same banter almost, um, then you kind of click with them a little bit better. Um, cause I've had it in the past where I've had like clients, um, where I've just not gelled with them. I said, look, I'm so sorry, but I, I think I'm going to have to let you go. Um, it's almost like I said, ending a relationship. You're like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I've got to let you go. But, but also it's not like, that's not a bad thing or no. even for like, are you always as the coach, like you want your clients to be as happy as possible. And if they're not like, you want them to communicate that with you. Like it's never, it's not something like no hard feelings sort no, of thing. Yeah, like we yeah, always yeah. want the best for you and and, and vice versa yeah. that. yeah at the end of the day we all, our best interests are their goals so if i can't if i can't do it myself there's always going to be another pt that i know because the pt world is so small uh but we're all very gelled together so like for example me and you completely different gyms but yeah. i know that like i'm over one you're at the other if i find someone that's a bit more like your rounds of yeah and stuff then I'll send them your way because I don't really know much too much about it. I know a little bit, but I don't know loads. You yeah, know? and it's learning from those experiences, like you say, from your coach. So how did you find your coach? I found, well, I've followed on Instagram for years, literally years, and just had a, like, a, a kind of had an eye on it because I knew how his, his style of training was and his personality kind of was like the same as mine. That's what kind of attracts 
people towards you and yeah. that certainly attracted me towards him because the way that we gelled together i was like okay cool and then obviously then we started training together then it's a whole different world yeah um and then you kind of get to minimum on the on another level yeah and you kind of get used to like how they'll run their coaching as well so what was different what was the biggest shift when you came over to obviously this style of of training well, I suppose it would be the different intensity, I suppose, because like um, with Olympic weightlifting, you're looking at more like the lower rep end. So you're not really doing 10 reps or snatches because by the end of that, that's cardio. Yeah, you know, you'll be out of yeah. breath, you know, and then yeah, before you know lot. it. Yeah, yeah. So, so dulling, it, dulling it back a bit, I think you're going from Olympic lifting, you know, you're doing like five sets of five or potentially three sets of three, you know. Um, so you're not doing too many reps. So you'll, you'll be doing at high weight, but low. Whereas now I suppose your recovery in between is quite a long time. Yeah. So you're really doing about a three minute rest or five minute rest. So people would always ask me questions within that three or five minutes, what I was doing, um, which gave me a good idea of, I know, just chilling out a little bit. Yeah. Um, so then obviously going through to the bodybuilding style, it's completely different. So obviously rest periods a little bit less. So like maybe a one minute, two minute rest period, and then you'll be doing like different rep range. So 10, eight, six, you know, uh, and then back off set at 15 see look i'm learning yeah yeah yeah. and every coach runs it so differently like there is no like perfect rep range or Mm. people like you have different rep ranges for different movements and and that's also important to highlight like some people out there i know you you might get it as well like Mm. oh like how many reps should i be doing and obviously you want to be going by like the intensity that you're bringing Mm. as well to the table um and how it's feeling yeah because you know you don't want it to sort of like breeze through a set and think oh that's done a dust it oh trust me i see it all the time in the gym and i see these people even my clients listening right <laughs> they all they already know if i'm about on that gym floor and i see them working and they're not doing their intensities this man's going over and yeah. saying look that way you'd finish that set and you weren't even struggling i said put that way up now now or do something different you know because if you're not putting the intensity in you're not really getting the full benefit of it that's why people plateau all the yeah. time you know yeah um so yeah that's, that's behind of what i'm you know on the gym floor <laughs> talking to my yeah. clients yeah. i'm like make sure you're doing it because there are probably people watching you and they'll yeah, think yeah. badly of me i'm like come on i know <laughs> I had, um, I think it was my coach, he jumped in, he won't mind me saying this, he jumped into pretty much every one of my sessions yeah. the other day, whilst he was training, I was just training in my own zone, headphones in, he just comes walking over, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> you just had that and sinking just feeling, adds, isn't it? adds more reps, I'm like, okay, he's yeah. like, oh no, do it like this, do it like, yeah. okay, go back over there and carry on yeah. training, do, You do you, yeah. I'm doing me, bro, yeah. like, you go do that. That's <laughs> what you get for training at the same time, coach. True that. Um, but it's, like have you you must have seen so many like benefits like with how you've learned about this style of training and with your team and how have you found like your results from when you've started because you've been with your what did you say since october it's october last year yeah so it's not very long so it's only oh, i don't know how many months that is but not, like the period from now until uh now uh well, late from then to now the, the results that i've seen from doing that has been very different in the fact that my knowledge base has grown a lot but yeah. also in the physical, aesthetic kind of way. Yeah. Um, it was actually, I, I took pictures of myself this morning. I was only this morning that. I did that. Yeah. <laughs> have a little check-in, have a little flex. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even recognise this yeah. guy. And, and it's like, so different. And I think, and I've said it, I think a few times on the pod, like you can also want to feel good like and look good do you know what i mean yeah. in yourself like because it's only going to bring out more confidence to then have more confidence on the gym floor like mm. you can want a little bit of aesthetics for yourself like yeah. you don't need to be like obviously we want to think about healthy habits and like how you're 
like lifestyle is and the general like things you do day to day but equally like if a result of that is feeling a little bit more in shape or you know you, you'll get the you know, it feels good yeah the thing is if you feel good about yourself you only attract people around you who then want to feel like that so then yeah. like for example like i don't know if when i'm feeling good or whatever my energy is bouncing around the gym people are like why are you so happy? Yes. I feel, I'm just like, I just feel happy and I feel confident in myself that yeah. I want to go and talk to people. And that's you know? really powerful. Yeah. And I think people forget that aspect of why we, we as coaches push them to work to the goals that they want to, because most of the time, like, especially with clients, like it's like lack of confidence or not having the confidence of knowledge. And the, like, it's just a constant knock on effect of positivity as well. Yeah. It sounds a bit cringe, but yeah. it is. No, but it is. And it's go, then you go down the behaviors. Like, you know, why do you act the certain way that you do? You know, yeah. I mean, I never used to be this confident in talking on a pod or even talking in, you know, in front of 40 people, 100 people when you yeah. came to my nutrition. Yes. Now, I didn't used to be this guy. I used to be back in the back of the room with my glasses on. I still should be brand limps now. <laughs> <laughs> back in the, you know, in the classroom and I didn't talk to anybody I was really shy whereas yeah. this this guy now yeah. is not that guy you know yeah. I've, I've now built like a almost like a foundation of why why I'm so weak at what I was so for example being really shy but I didn't want to be shy so how did then I become confident yeah. you know? and you can and it's like a process isn't it and it takes time like to to force her feel that and like you don't just mm. wake up the next day and be like i am now confident yeah no you've got <laughs> you know, definitely even, yeah like i think a lot of people equally on the flip side of that like people say to me oh like you're always so happy so buzzing mm. and i'm like yeah like i still have my quiet times like oh, yeah, where yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. like yeah. i just want to chill in my own space yeah um but obviously we've talked a lot about the training side of things mm. but what about the nutrition side of things like you did you do much nutrition with you when you did your ollie lifting like obviously mm. the constant like the focus is very different i imagine to now yeah so the focus on olympic weightlifting obviously is going to be more technique based and drilling into like movement after movement after movement uh whereas like the the nutrition side of like bodybuilding is a lot like not when say harsher but like you've got to be on a little bit more adherence to it because like it's just that little you know, bit more focus into yeah. like kind of what you win because then you go into your performance you know you see the, the reeks of the performance through your food through your training uh because if you're not doing the nutritional side of things basically like your training will be absolutely crap yeah like, you know um and going through like the olympic lifting style of things like if i was to imply i reckon now the nutrition that i have now to ollie lifting back then i could imagine that my <clears throat> the clean and jerk would probably be over 100 kg purely just based on the food yeah um, because then when you're fueled for the sessions you literally just yeah and you're inputting the right things to optimize what you're doing more than anything optimal. else optimal it's like one of, my yeah, favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite words but you know and that's what you really want to like push for no definitely and yeah. You're now on a meal plan. I am now with Big yeah. Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff like so many say meal plan macros, like, you know, more or less, like it's about understanding really there is no one size fits all for that. Like mm. everyone has their different preferences. Yeah. Um, I, well, I just got put on a macros for like four weeks for my mini cut and I was like, put me back on meal plan, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, just tell me what to eat. It's yeah, so much easier. And also <laughs> like the thinking's done for you and I found yeah. it really refreshing. But equally, like there is still, like you can be with a coach, have a meal plan, but still there be flexibility within that. Like, mm. you know, and it's having that communication with your coach. Like 
you only need to really be on strict, strict, mm. like this is all you can have. These are the only things you can have on this meal plan, mm. like for really specific goals, like competing or if you're yeah. working really closely towards a shoot. Whereas you can have a meal plan and swap things around and have this for that. And, and there are still those things that you can have. And sometimes obviously like your coaches put like sort of refeeds or off plans in and there is like it's not just like oh meal plans really restrictive yeah yeah. like yeah. obviously I know for our goals it varies in in a way but obviously how did you find that switch over did you just quite enjoy not thinking about it do you know what like uh everyone's saying like, like obviously you did uh, adhere to a meal plan to a certain extent on bodybuilding like for me it's very different because I'm not competing like I don't want to ever compete you know it's not my thing but I respect the people that do because I now understand it you know yeah. um, and I think people forget like how you know strict it can be for body for people who do compete yeah um and like for example my side of things I'm more about the lifestyle feeling how good about yourself yeah you know and having a meal plans there is good but i'm not saying like for example you don't have to be as really strict as long as you have some sort of idea of what you need to be yeah um and also then, once you've done it for a few weeks few months yeah. whatever you kind of get used to like what you need to be having yeah it's like, like it's like your it's almost like a template you know you've you got breakfast lunch and dinner you know bog standard three stand uh, three meals a day you, as long as you know you're eating the same thing you kind of know what already your calories are so therefore you don't have to track yeah um and we, that's what i think is great because you don't have to put in all that effort to track i mean we're lazy as people you know you want to find the shortest way possible and if you can eat the same thing i know it's really boring sometimes but when you've got the same thing over and over you're like okay well this is the calories this is what i, I don't really need to be tracking on my fitness power or nutri check or anything more and um, also then sometimes if you want to swap something or you want to really learn about like the foods that are on said meal plan you can then like scan that food find out what's in it you know you can find those substitutes like i think that's really helpful as well but also I find that with meal plan like as a coach you want to really encourage like and help people understand why those foods are on there why we need to be having xyz because like calories for example are great but actually that doesn't tell us the content of what yeah like is in things mm. um and I think obviously yes we want to be in a calorie deficit but as soon as we start playing around with macros which would obviously be into a meal plan mm. you can then understand why we're having more protein yeah why we're having the amount of carbs we do to the level of fat like you know all of those things as well rather than just calories yeah so i mean for you know people always say to me like oh my god do i have to track my entire my life you know keep tracking after yeah, nothing no, you're like, relax mate you yeah, like it's, tra okay. it's tracing people this is what i say to them it's tracing paper use it for a, and it's a short period to yeah. understand. But then you can kind of understand like you say like you know what's in the food it's not all about like just the calories itself it's what you put into those calories you know yeah is it the protein is it the fats you know is it the carbohydrates you know where you should you be with relative to your goals you know so um in terms of like the calories you know you stick with them yeah but then if you've got the flexibility to swap something out then definitely do it you know yeah, yeah i'm not yeah. saying i eat chicken and rice every single day but then they've got pizza on like monday or something yeah, like that. you're yeah. like fantastic i can do that yeah because of the the, the roles reversed of what i did during the week you know yeah there's not so we aren't, I mean, like I say, I, I'm not perfect in my like meal plan or anything. Like I'm not saying that at all. But like, if you've got the flexibility there, do it. You know, yeah. life's too short <laughs> to be yeah. worrying about calories in, calories out for the entirety of your life. Yeah, you know? and it's not going to be till you die, don't worry. No, yeah, literally. <laughs> You'll get to a stage in your life where you don't need that. And, and it's understanding, it's the habits from that. And and obviously, like, I mean, I've been on meal plan for like, what, two years <laughs> on it now. But, you know, I still have that flexibility, like, 
that I've still been on holidays like I've still done stuff like I've still had like mini like I guess diet breaks where I've not really thought about tracking or even my meal plan like over mm. Christmas about for, for a couple of weeks like sort of just real things back but the habits were all still the same like mm. my hydration was still the same like cardio like kept in like yeah. my steps were there like my foods generally were there but obviously didn't indulge a little bit because it's Christmas like Why I'd be just, yeah, absolutely <laughs> and so it's it's just having that flexibility there but really the habits never change which is I guess as a coach like that's what we like encourage and we're not there to just be like do your steps do yeah, you like, like you know boring is that? do your steps do your calories like, can you hit your calorie targets today no why you know it's, yeah, it's and the it's, habits behind we it we want to understand like the reasoning and and just for you to enjoy it because we want to push you for your goals but we're not also there to like kill you if if you've not like done something we want to you know it's yeah. understanding where we're at in that journey like yeah. sort of from a client coach relationship yeah, 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 um yeah. but yeah so what does i guess like what is coaching meant to you from two aspects so for you to have now a coach mm. like how do you want to carry that on? Like, is that something are you just sort of pushing? What are you pushing for at the moment? Well, this is the aim, isn't it? What, what am I actually doing <laughs> in my life? You know, yeah. Yeah, who knows? You know? <laughs> yeah. So I suppose two things why I have a coach now is because one, accountability. Because yeah. being a PT, right, We you say we're in the gym all the time, but it's so easy to walk out the gym and not do your session right because yeah. you're so tired and yeah. you know you from client you go back to back with clients and you're like training training's the last thing on your mind because you want to help everyone else yeah you never put yourself first and i think putting yourself first and having that accountability as, as a, a coach kind of like coaching me then i'm like okay well i know someone's watching me so yeah. like now i've got to do what i've got to do and imply like the the things that i say i do to my clients i've then got to take it on myself you know yeah and what, then what you learn from your coach you know as a coach yourself you yeah. then pass on like to them yeah um which is what i always love like i love it when my clients ask me like what i would call like really nerdy questions and i yeah. can just get my nerd on and questions. i'm just like yeah let's go everyone asked me this i had a nerdy question the other day in the gym and i was and i was talking at my client next to me to this other person and I, I was going at it and then i forget like i think you forget when you're not talking to a client you almost want to put it in like simple terms so they understand it but you also want to like it's not, I suppose, flex, but not flex, because if you make it flexy, people don't understand it. But it's like, I think people are actually, like, it's interesting what other people are doing and mm. what your coach is doing and why they're doing that. And, like, I have specific questions of yeah. where I'm at on my journey or and all of those things as well. And I think it's really nice to have that as a coach, mm. even though I have my own coach, because, yeah. you know, that's how we learn ask questions yeah. I always say this to my clients as soon as I take them on day one to day whatever if you don't understand something ask because yeah. the worst thing you can do like I said I think everybody knows if the worst thing you can do is just carry on with an unanswered question and then for example someone asks you why you do it and you say don't know yeah. you know, then you're going to be like oh well, what have I been doing for the last four yeah. weeks you know yeah so, and uh, if it's a I don't know question it's like okay I might not know the answer to this but I'm sure going to find it out yeah, no, and you definitely. know and giving them the confidence that it's also like you know we're all always learning as well oh as coaches i mean like i mean i don't know everything so bodybuilding i don't know much about the only two things i know about is how to lift the weight up from up and down and put it over my head now <laughs> like, that's all i don't like you know yeah. i don't we know like everything heavy circles yeah, lifting heavy circles <laughs> putting it that back down again but like so we're always on the up skills so, like if there's a question that i don't know i've got a team of J uh, jdpts around me that may may know the question or even like across the pond uh, yeah like, uh, Pangram, yeah 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 where well, if I don't know the question, I'll be like, oh, M, like, yeah. 
what, what what does this mean you know yeah and it's like and again from like each other's content and like a thing and it's it's a proper community and especially for sort of you out there thinking about like having a coach or reaching out to a coach like don't be like scared no. Like, you know, again, like questions. We're harmless. Friends. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, we're going to bite you, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. Just have a little conversation. And it's also minutes. like, even if it's just for one thing, whether or not you become our client or not, like on the gym floor, just to give you that bit of confidence as well. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things, I guess, to take away from mm. understanding like our journeys through like our own training and yourself. Um, and now how like different training styles can develop, like having a coach, not having a coach not having a meal plan, focusing on macros to having a meal plan. Like, you know, it's going to vary. Um, but yeah, you're always like striving. Like the goalposts can always change as yeah. well. I mean, the heaviest weight in the gym is the door. So yeah, as soon yeah. as you open that yeah. one, ask a coach and you're off. You yeah. know, you can't go wrong. Drop the mic. That's Drop a great mic. one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Me <I like> or not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, and it was great talking about all like your journey. And I really enjoyed sort of going into details of like through the coaching side of things as well. Because I think people always say oh like why do you have a coach you know and mm. there's so much behind it um as to why it might be helpful for you as well so to whoever's yeah. listening obviously i will pin down on this video um slash podcast everything all your details on where to find you oh, um you. but yeah thank you so much for joining well. it's been really nice chatting today um and yeah so stay tuned for the next episode well done em. thanks <laughs> A big thank you for joining me on my channel and tuning in. Find me on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon and YouTube, A Diary to Empower. Follow me on Instagram, m underscore power dot fitness and TikTok, m dot See you on the next episode. <laughs>